So many of our favorites to watch. Oh look, now they're being bashed. I guess that's what we should expect on the Bullied Nostalgia Podcast. All right, here we are. Welcome to the Bullied Nostalgia Podcast. Bullied Nostalgia is a place where one generation goes back and revisits things that they loved and another generation dumps on them. With me tonight is John. Hi! <laughs> Hello! Chaz. Hello! Kylan. Hi! And I'm Tim. If you're looking to give us some feedback about this podcast, you can find us at bulliedpod at gmail.com. We are back with a movie that I absolutely love. I cannot get enough of this movie, even though it's probably not very good. It's... I will never understand why you love it so much. That was bad audio. <laughs> Yeah, that was terrible. Jim, are you looking for some music? Uh, I can tell you, yo, it's a green machine gonna rock town with OB and C. Have you ever seen the turtle get down, slamming and jamming to the new hip sound? sound. Yeah, everybody, let's move. Vanilla's here with the new Jack Groove. Yeah, it's amazing. I will say, this is an awesome, awful movie. All right, we got Kai on board. We do not have chance on board. <laughs> chance, we can't hear you whining over all the sounds of these Ninja Turtle songs. Is another song. episode where we all gang up on Chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, if the he doesn't like this movie, he's wrong. No, we are doing Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. And I was surprised to find out that Kylan had never seen this movie before. Actually, Chance, you've done 180 on this. When we were talking about episodes we were going to do a year ago, you said you wanted to do this movie because you really liked it. I said that? Yeah, because you said it was a really good movie, and John and I both said, well, it's not nearly as good as the original. And I will account for that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is legitimately a very good movie. This is not that. I don't even think that we said Team NT2, did we? I did. I said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. But it is just so fun. This is another Batman Forever for me. I know it's tacky. I know it's silly. But I just absolutely adore this movie. So, with that... Please, please, uh, a moment to reflect. I don't like the fact that you've recorded these audio. So in case I haven't made it obvious already, I've got a ton of sound bites from that movie. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking that this movie, number two, was the superior movie as a kid because it was just so fun and engaging and goofy and bright. Yeah, this one and is definitely catered. It's very colorful. It's very upbeat. It's got its own rap song and dance. It's made to make toys. Yeah. When I rewatched them as an adult, I was like, oh, yeah, the first one is like a masterpiece of a movie. And the second one just doesn't hold a candle to it. Yes, it's true. And I mean, the release of the movies paints a pretty clear picture. The first movie came out in 1990. 
and was made on a budget of $13.2 million and made $202 million. An astronomical success. So they put this one into production immediately after. This came out a year after the first one came out. No time to do anything creative. This one was made for $25 million and made considerably less, $78 million. Still a huge success, but a fraction of the success of the first one. And you could say that maybe it's because Turtle Mania was dropping off, which is true, but also... It's the worst movie. There's a lot of compromises made here. The first movie, as John already hinted at, is enjoyable by adults. It's a dark, gritty movie. So I'll knock out a couple fun facts, and then I am gonna just enjoy this conversation because i love this movie so much wait who's summarizing what happened oh i'll take the lead all right chance take it away now hold on if there are any gaps <laughs> in chance's summary did he sleep again when you say sleep do you mean like <laughs> once or eight times so no wonder chance hates this movie he was asleep during all of it <laughs> i've been fighting sleep deprivation for the past week this isn't e this that he dislikes the movie obvious. it's that he dislikes that john woke him up eight times he had a very broken sleep i had to rewatch the laboratory scene i think four times <laughs> I was wondering why it took you guys so long. You're like, we're starting the movie. And then you're like, oh, there's still a half hour left. And I was like, well, they must not have started when they said they did. But you guys just no, kept rewatching just it. No, we rewinded that many times. The movie stars the four titular turtles, Kino, a martial artist, teenage pizza deliverer, and April O'Neil. Casey Jones is nowhere to be found for whatever reason. Shredder has, in fact, not died and is coming back for his revenge. Not only that, but the company TGRI, the company that first developed the ooze, which transformed the turtles, has suddenly risen to fame. And as such, have now been digging up different vials of the old ooze that mutated them to properly dispose of them. However, Shredder hearing this, takes the ooze and kidnaps the head scientist to create his own vengeance-making monsters who then turn out to be a snapping turtle named Taka and a wolf named Razar. And then the rest of the movie involves the turtles fighting the Shredder and his new mutant monsters as they try to get and contain the last bit of ooze while also saving the scientists and defeating the Shredder for one final time. You didn't mention my favorite character, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> they like it! They really like it! You don't have an audio clip for that one? There's so much music playing in the background, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> you have it? I love that you knew that it was something you wanted. How many times did you watch this movie? In my life? No, for this podcast. No, to get these audio clips. Yeah. Oh, no, just, I didn't even re-watch it, I just skipped through it and recorded things mm. that I knew I wanted. On your phone? On my phone. <laughs> Can't believe you. In all the audio clips, Dad is giggling. You guys get to be so fun in this podcast, and I have to be the official one. So I am. I feel I'm the bullied one. (laughs) 
chance we attack. Hey, we need to rename this podcast. We're bullying chance <laughs> for 45 minutes to an hour. And sometimes dad gets to cut loose. Man, I, I really... I don't even know what I that don't is. Know what yeah, that what was that? It was next time I'll use mustard. <laughs> Stupid line. For context, Michelangelo quirts ketchup on a guy. No, he doesn't. He beats them up with meat. Oh, right. <laughs> That's worse. Okay, I will give a little bit of pop culture relevancy here. Eastman and Laird really wanted Baxter Stockman to be the villain, but because the movie was pumped out so fast, the whole movie came out a year after the first one. There wasn't really time to write a script and all that stuff. So they went with the easiest option, which was just to bring Shredder back. But that's why Professor Perry looks just like Baxter Stockman did in the 90s cartoon. He was intended to be Baxter Stockman in an early draft. I did see a guy in a lab coat originally, and I thought, oh, that's Baxter Stockman. And it wasn't. I did too. Also, oh, for context, two comic book artists are the guys who made up the Ninja Turtles. They didn't like Bebop and Rocksteady. When we found out there was going to be mutants in the second movie, we assumed it was going to be Bebop and Rocksteady. To our surprise, it was Taka and Razor. They pushed to have new mutants created for this movie. The Jim Henson production group, who made all of the Ninja Turtles and Muppets and everything like that. Thank you, Jim Henson. Actually made the two mutants out of scrap parts that they had laying around. Incredible. Which is pretty awesome, but also kind of visible when you look at Razar. You're like, oh, he's just a bunch of random things stuck yeah, together. Yeah, he does not look like anything. He certainly doesn't look like a wolf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a compliment to them that they were able to do that with spare parts, but also speaks to how fast of a turnaround this movie was. We're getting into conspiracy theories here, but Eastman and Laird did not create Bebop and Rocksteady. They were created for the cartoon, but that means that Eastman and Laird never saw any royalties off of Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm. So it's very possible that the reason why they wanted their own mutants in this movie was so that they got some money out of it. A couple other fun things. Ernie Reyes Jr. plays Kino, the pizza delivery guy. And he was in the Donatello suit in the first Ninja Turtles movie. He did such a great job that they put him front and center in this one. And this actually started an acting career for him with other movies like Surf Ninjas. Which are movies that we've all seen. <laughs> Obviously. Parent groups advocated against the violence of Ninja Turtles, and that drastically affected this movie. Chance already said it. Casey Jones is nowhere to be found. He was in the first movie, but he was a guy who just used home sporting goods to beat up bad guys, which seemed like a very approachable way for kids to be violent. So instead they used mustard. So <laughs> they cut him. Also, turtles are not allowed to use their weapons in this movie. 
Oh, you know? yeah. Think about it. Tell me a time when a Ninja Turtle uses their weapon. I would say the only excuse might be Donatello. Yeah. yeah. So Donatello hits Haka with his bow staff. but and it does not work. It does not work. Leonardo puts his swords in the roof and grabs onto them and kicks someone. Which is the best way to use it. Michelangelo actually got it the worst. Nunchucks, for whatever reason, are illegal in certain countries in the world. In versions of the Ninja Turtles cartoons, he always has rope. It's still baffling to me because why not ban knives and swords? Why ban things that require skill? But... In England, the Ninja Turtles were rebranded as Hero Turtles because ninjutsu as a term was illegal. So we referenced it already. There's a scene in the movie where Mikey goes, combat cold cuts, and he takes pieces of meat and he swings them around. That was cut in several regions of the world because that was deemed too close to nunchucks. So he doesn't say, next time I'll use mustard? (laughs) He doesn't say, next time I'll use mustard. I like to imagine he says it for no reason at all. (laughs) I have a question about some pop culture related stuff in this game. Ooh, hit me. Turtles Through Time, or whatever that arcade game was called. Doesn't it have Taka and Rezar as Mm -hmm. enemies? Yep. After this movie came out. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Can I ask what you guys think the secret of the ooze is? Yes, I was wondering because the ooze in this movie is is supposed to be this chemical compound that was affected by radioactive something or other. So I think the whole point of this movie is to find out what that secret is. Is it understanding the secret origins of the turtles? Is it understanding how the ooze was made? Is it understanding why it made Shredder's outfit bigger (laughs) and made his metal grow? I was wondering that one. (laughs) Yeah, it kept the man inside very little. (laughs) It was just his clothes that grew? His clothes were super absorbent. (laughs) So the secret of the ooze was that Professor Perry was supposed to be revealed as an Utrom at the end of the movie, setting up a sequel. Oh. They did not make a sequel. But they didn't do... Well, they made a sequel, but... They did? Oh, don't worry. We know all about the sequel over on this end. <laughs> the third movie is very I, bad. I had to show him a trailer. Oh. Damn, I'm a turtle and I can't get up. Okay, <laughs> you're complaining about the quality of this movie and you've seen a trailer for the next one? <laughs> he was asleep throughout this whole one, so he just had the bad taste in his mouth. Jim Henson made the first two movies and they do a phenomenal job the creatures are believable yeah they did not do the third movie it's quite bad they each have different facial structures i was gonna say the same thing the turtle suits that they used in the first movie are completely different than the turtle suits they use in the second movie and i think that the first movie they look a little bit more realistic than the second one But what I really appreciate about this movie is that each turtle has very different facial expressions. You could take off their bandanas and you would be able to recognize 
which turtle is which because they each look very different in how they carry themselves and what facial expressions they make, which I think is a really cool thing about it. So, Tim, you were talking about the original ending for this movie. What changed that they didn't end that way? Money. (laughs) I I think it really was time. Obviously, that was the plan long enough that that became the title to the movie. But when push comes to shove, maybe they just weren't confident enough in the brand anymore, which is very possible because this made just over a third of what the first movie made in revenue. This may have been a situation where they didn't want to lock themselves into a sequel. What did you think uh, going back to this movie, John? The last time we had spoke about it, you were pretty down on it. How do you feel about it? It's one of those movies where I'm watching it and I know a lot of the times what their next line is going to be. But the actual movie itself, I think, is pretty cheesy. Even the sound effects and the fact that these turtles are the farthest thing from being a ninja. (laughs) They are not teenage and they are not ninja. So I don't know what... But they're just bumbling around making so much noise, being so obvious. (laughs) We kind of chuckled at that on multiple occasions of just... There's the scene where they're in the lab and Donatello gets up on the office chair (laughs) and he's (laughs) rolling around the room and the foot ninja trips and there's a bow staff that trips the chair and he goes flying. And Kai's like, why on earth would he do that? And I was like, you were 15 once, wouldn't you get on the chair? (laughs) Well, I remember we were driving to go watch the movie, and I was having a chat with John, and he's like, what are you expecting this movie to be like? That I'm expecting it not to be good, because in all of the best Ninja Turtles media I've seen, there's like this counterbalance between they are goofy teenagers and these are genuinely extremely talented martial artists. Even when I think about the old Nickelodeon show that you brought up earlier, the show follows this formula that when the characters are being goofy and silly, you can see their pupils. But the style physically changes to their eyes only being white voids when an action sequence starts. Because that was their way of subtly saying, now we're getting into the action, or now we're getting back into the comedy. This leans so heavily into only the comedy. Did you find any of the comedy funny, though? I did. At one point in time, Raphael is staring down the lead member of the Foot Clan, and he says, if I had a face like yours, I'd try to make up for it by having some kind of a personality. That is a good line. At one point in time, Raphael gets captured, and so they're sneaking around, and they're like, it's quiet, a little too quiet. And then they take out some guards, and they're like, that was easy. A little too easy. And then Michelangelo sees Raph. And somebody's like, there's Raph! And Michelangelo goes, a little too Raph. <laughs> it's like the lowest form of comedy, but I legitimately love that line so much. It's so dumb. I would say I laughed most at the moments that I wasn't supposed to. Like, there's a part where they defeat Shredder by cranking the volume on an amp and then playing the worst chord imaginable on a keytar, and it explodes. 
explodes and launches him 40 feet in the air. John and I both burst out laughing at that scene. I have one gripe with this movie. Only uh, one. Only one. There is still no fart jokes. Yeah. We made it through another movie. I thought for sure when they sprayed them with the fire extinguishers and they got all belchy, I was like, oh my goodness. We're going to hear some fart jokes. But it was just burps. I'm going to forget what garbage movies with fart jokes are like at this rate. Do burp jokes not count as fart jokes? No, they don't. Uh, Tim, help me understand the difference. (laughs) Because nobody, like, leans into burp jokes. I think these guys did. (laughs) (laughs) It happened for, like, four minutes straight. (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Kai. So, at one point in time, Perry and Donatello are making uh, anti-mutagen. He asks Donatello, he says, Donatello, what's the temperature of that serum? And then Donatello replies, 38 degrees Kelvin. 38 degrees Kelvin. For context, that is negative 235 degrees Celsius. And he is holding it in his hand. Pretty chilly. Pretty chilly. I do want to point out something about the serum. They talk about how it needs to be ingested for the reverse mutagen to work. And so Michelangelo goes, oh, let's turn it some ice cubes. And so in my brain, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to force feed them in the fight. That's kind of cool. I could watch that. And they're like, no, I got a better idea. And they bake the mutagen into some donuts. And I'm like, this is stupid. And then Razar catches them in the act and breaks open the donut to find an ice cube in the donut. And I think my brain exploded. I was like, how could they not bake it into the donut while keeping it in the ice cube shape? And that was the most efficient way of delivering the dosage. Kyle already said it was really cold. (laughs) They put it through the oven and it stayed cold. Please, please, a moment to reflect. I hate you. Oh, You've no, already no, done no, that no, one. Yeah, I know. Do you think that that's the last that's time you're going to hear... Please, reflect. Please, please, a moment. Reflect. <laughs> this is awful. I feel like even when they introduced the two new mutant villains, it was a joke. Within the first few seconds, they treated Shredder like their mom. That's not intimidating. No. But once again, this movie is drastically affected by the will of parents who did not want to see their kids in theaters with fighting. Which, in retrospect, is kind of silly. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's like Schwarzenegger hard to spell. You're just ruining the audio, Dad. He had something to say. I was agreeing with him. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Tim, how involved are you in this episode? And how (laughs) How involved is your phone? (laughs) I feel like you're waiting for us to say trigger words to press that button. I won't confirm or deny. (laughs) What were you saying, Tim? I was mentioning how I feel like I can't say anything now unless I step on the sound button. (laughs) So I was talking about how the action is so necessary to the plot because it's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Primarily, the thing that grabs kids when they hear about it is A, they are teenagers like them, B, they're ninjas, which are martial artists and very cool, B, they're turtles, which are weird and strange and non-normal, 
and they're mutants, which are weird and cool again. So of the four things, two of them are weird and cool, one of them is relatability to the audience, and the fourth one is just an interesting characteristic that makes them special. Same reason that movie about teenage sharks didn't work. You don't feel like they had different enough personalities to distinguish them from each other? I think the turtles do have enough of a personality, but ultimately the reason the Ninja Turtles act the way they do is because they are ninjas. I think Leonardo is the most obvious example. He's the leader because he believes so wholeheartedly in honor and being a ninja and all that junk. What movie about teenage sharks? Not movie, the TV show. Oh, Street Sharks? Yeah. If you've seen a toy commercial with Vin Diesel, you know that works. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, what do we do if Mesa caught a mouse? You've got the mouse? Yeah. In your hand? No, I'm holding by the tail. Oh, oh, my, hand oh my goodness. <laughs> what? I told him that One second. <laughs> Gross. Is it dead? No, he's caught a mouth and then Kai got him all of it. What uh, do I do? Throw it outside, I guess. Is it alive? Yeah. yeah. We're keeping this in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, we care about animal rights. Sorry, eyes, cat, Mesa. This is the Splinter Origin story. He was saved by humans, and from that day forth, he decided to save them back. Okay, sorry, we're back. Yeah, I was told once a long time ago that someone thought I was most like Leonardo of the Ninja Turtles. And so I've always kind of like kept my eye open for how Leo acts. And man, he was a stick in the mud in this <laughs> He's boring. Oh my goodness. After the first three lines, I was just like, I don't think he has anything to say other than nagging the other Ninja Turtles and complaining. He didn't even rally them together as a leader, really, except for the donut part a little bit. <laughs> but other than that, the whole movie... Just ragging on people. Yeah, Leo has always been my least favorite turtle. And and I'm sure that it's movies like this that have painted that opinion. You just brought back memories of me talking to John. Both Chance and Dad are obsessed with trying to classify us as the Ninja Turtles. Anytime that we do anything related to Ninja Turtles, it's always like, oh yeah, Dad's Michelangelo, Chance is Donatello, John is Leonardo, and I'm Raphael. And I remember standing there talking to John, and he's like, do you like being Raph? And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, I don't like being Leonardo either. So it's just, we can't do anything to fight it. (laughs) I mean, in your defense, Raphael was my favorite turtle. And that's what he says every time. (laughs) Doesn't mean it's still not a bad character to be picked with. I think as an adult, my favorite character is Mikey. I wonder why you're Mikey. (laughs) I like Donatello in this, in most Whoa, that's crazy. You like Donatello? I wonder if you should be Donatello, Chance. (laughs) Hear me out for a second. I'm simply commenting on the character choice in the movie. In this movie, Donatello is very weird. 
I don't think I like him at all. <laughs> kind of odd and eccentric. <laughs> but not in the good ways odd and eccentric characters are. It's just weird. Yeah. Like, he'll shout random long words that don't even have anything to do with the current Frerejaka! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Is that a soundbite? <laughs> you wish. Or like the time when he surfs on a desk chair. Yeah. It seems like an entirely Mikey thing to do. I was gonna say, he doesn't seem to have any connection to being smart. He's just weird. Well, he hacks the computer once. Yeah, well, I said he that. Just the science stuff with the scientist. Thirty-eight degrees Kelvin. I know. He tries to hack a computer. Yeah, he fails. <laughs> He's literally looking at a spreadsheet too. <laughs> Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, it's literally number disposed. Number disposed. That's the entire screen. Like, no deposit, no return. part where he's hacking the computer, he's literally just guessing a password, too. There's nothing happening on the screen except, please enter password. Don't worry, guys, I'll hack this like nobody's business. Okay, what's his mom's maiden name? <laughs> I think we all agree that this movie is bad. Kai and I finished watching it, and he said something along the lines of, that was a bad movie, but I had a good time. How are you guys feeling? Did you have a good time watching it? That was a bad movie, but I had a good nap. No, you didn't. You were woken up eight times. <laughs> I watched Batman Forever as well, and I loved that movie. But I think this and that movie show the good and bad side of too much camp. You make a movie that's too campy in the best ways, and you get Batman Forever. Movie that leans into it in hilarious and ridiculous ways. I'm gonna go get taken. If you're too campy in the wrong ways, you end up with Stop! There is no reason for this. No, that that's actually a perfect example of too campy in the wrong ways. Uh, I don't know, it was a pretty good song. Agree to disagree. It's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, well I have Vanilla Ice on my side. <laughs> he likes the Ninja Turtles. Vanilla Ice had his own action movie once. It's called Cool as Ice. I thought you were going to say it was called Ninja Turtles 2, <laughs> Secret Views. I think some of the fight scenes are really silly and bad. My personal favorite is literally the first fight scene in the movie. It's terrible, but I do love it. Is he a pizza delivery guy? Yeah. Because he walks into every scene with a pizza box. That's his job. Did you not know that? No, I realized that. I, just I didn't was asleep and I knew that. No, I just didn't process it. Like, it's kind of weird that he goes to the middle of a the robbery with a pizza. starts at a pizza parlor where he works. Was that a pizza parlor? Yeah. It's called Roy's Pizza. Why are there the sausage links in a pizza place? No, no, no. April the or the there. turtles order a pizza... He's on his way to deliver it to mm -hmm. them, but he sees a robbery happening oh, okay. across the street. He goes down there. The turtles show up. They buy their pizza from him. Right. And take it back to the apartment. Right. I can understand how it was confusing. There was pizza everywhere. <laughs> so it's hard to know who's pizza delivery and who's not. Where does the pizza being delivered end and the pizza eating begin? <laughs> that first credits where everyone is eating pizza, the police has arrested that guy and they're both eating pizza. Everyone yeah. is eating pizza everywhere. That has had a profound influence on my life. He ordered Papa John's every single day. It's true. Bree used to live with us. And one day she had ordered pizza and she said, 
hey, do you want to try this? It's Papa John's. And I said, sure. And so I took a bite and I had this weird experience where I was like, is this the pizza that they were eating at the beginning of Ninja Turtles 2? <laughs> so for context, one time he ordered pizza and the delivery guy said, wow, you order a lot of pizza. <laughs> and I think that's really funny. <laughs> It has weird parallels to how much pizza April was ordering in this movie. So I might be harboring the Ninja Turtles at my house. You don't know. Or you are Mikey. <laughs> this is really just a coping mechanism for Dad's split personality disorder, mm. where he believes he is Michelangelo. Ninja pizza? Pizza that vanished quickly without trace. That was stupid. <laughs> I hated that line. Get you liberty me. Pass me a ninja slice. Yeah, touchdown. You only speak too close. <laughs> yeah, I could have entire conversations with just the lines from this movie. It's true. Was uh, there a point behind the Simpsons cup? That isn't that weird? weird? And he holds yeah. it Bart out. It's very obvious that he's got a Simpsons cup. And I just have no idea why. It's so strange to me. I didn't notice it because I wasn't paying attention. And Chance didn't notice it because he was asleep. It was during the 33 Kelvin or whatever. Mm, okay, that's why I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy <laughs> focusing on 38 degrees Kelvin. I appreciated Splinter using a bow and arrow. That was included in the toy. For yeah. Splinter for that He's the only one of them that got to use a weapon. That's also true against a net <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious they're caught in a net and they're being hauled away and leonardo has swords on his back <laughs> he can just pull them out and cut the net but he's not allowed to use his weapons in this movie mikey did you bring me sausage links <laughs> oh man boy i took to break out of this net with or mustard oh no my sound cue i didn't know <laughs> He's gonna do it. <laughs> it's such a bad quality. <laughs> terrible movie. Amazing um, and terrible one movie. One thing Emily pointed out when we were watching is that the turtles appear as teens in some moments, but then at other times, like when they're relating to Kino, they call him kid and stuff like that. He's older weird. than them. Yeah, they're 15. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is a weird point. Is Emily still there? No. Did she have an enjoyable experience? No. <laughs> <laughs> she kept waking me up. <laughs> Closing? Oh, in fact. I okay. think Calabunga says it all. Perestroika? <laughs> it was interesting that this movie takes place like literally a week after the first movie. I didn't realize that as a kid that they streamed so back to back. It, was it like a week? I think it was a couple months. Well, the shredder was in that garbage pile yeah, for a long garbage time. Pile. No, you're right, because the Foot Clan is like, we all knew that this was the meetup spot. So yeah. it does imply that it's directly after. The shredder's actually been in the garbage pile for a couple months. He's just sitting in the bottom <laughs> of it, eating garbage. <laughs> I also don't know why they think the shredder's dead from some wood falling on him when in the first movie a trash compactor crushed him. Yeah, yeah. and in this movie he's got big metal armor. That's right, his clothes get mutated so big it probably would have protected him from the wood. Oh my gosh, no one could have survived that. I've said it before and I'll say it again. God, I love being a turtle. Okay, closing. Here we go. 
Do you have a cookie primed, Kai? Cookie with an ice cube in it. <laughs> cookie with an ice cube in it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. How did they get that it in was there? primed, I'll admit. Why isn't it melted? <laughs> no, those were like Boston cream where they put the sauce inside. They would have just slid that, it in the that's hole. That's a sauce, not a solid object. Donuts are hot, Dad. Did they just give him <laughs> ice cold donuts? Yeah. They'll eat anything they said. Except for ice cubes. Okay, anything you want to add to your ice cube cookies? Nope, that's okay. it. John, when are you going to watch this movie again? Oh, I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point. Atta boy. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about it? I'd watch the first one before I'd watch this one again, but yeah. It is a classic from my childhood. It's not that great, but it's fun. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I was hardcore into Turtle Mania when I was younger. As a matter of fact, a shout out to Mel, my friend. She has knitted me four little Ninja Turtles and they were hanging out with us this podcast. They're pretty rad. I absolutely love this movie. It's terrible. I know it, but I love it so much. This is not the same as the other movies that we've done on this podcast. I wouldn't wait for somebody else to want to watch this again. I will watch this movie again. I know it's terrible, but I go back and watch it pretty regularly. At the end of the day, it's really a situation where I just... That is not how a sentence works. <laughs> you know, true. it's just a situation where I just go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> yeah. I love this movie. Over to you, Chance. Where does it fit on your scale? This is not a good movie. I think we've come to recognize that. It's fair to say this movie has a solid negative three on my list. If you're watching this movie, you're not watching it because it's good. You're watching it because you're looking for something to make fun of. And if you are, yeah, you could probably make fun of a fair bit of this movie and have fun with it. I do not say it is the positive and well-made qualities of this movie that make it an enjoyable experience. Chance, would you say that you enjoyed this movie more than Titan A.E.? Oh, that's its own bucket of worms I'd have to dig through. I'm not sure. I think Kyle's keeping track of the scores you're giving movies and trying to catch you up on yourself. I well, remember, my scale is a subjective thing, too. I'm going to come clean. I've been keeping track of your scores, and I have questions when we get to our season and review, but I will oh, save them for awesome. <laughs> Yay! I'm assuming you haven't been keeping track of Kylan's cookies there. <laughs> Yeah, Kylan's cookies are all over the map. I'm guessing it's impossible. It's been going downhill you since Honey Shrunk Because I'm the most consistent in my rating. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to understand them, but that's okay. That's a tease for what we're doing two episodes from now. <laughs> I might as well tell people what we're doing next episode. Next episode, we're coming back with the short-lived TV show Muppets Tonight. More Jim Henson. Hey, it is more Jim Henson. Yeah. Good call, Kai. It's the sequel to The Muppet Show, and it aired in the 90s for two seasons. Some of the only Muppets content I have not seen. And Kai has not seen it, so this will be a new experience. Oh, Chance, I was going to ask you, have you seen Turtles 1? Yes. Okay. I've seen both this and the second one, and I know you showed it to me. And that's why I was so surprised when Kai said he hadn't seen it. Yeah. All the things that I scarred you with that I didn't drag your brother through. Apparently. 
Oh, the joys of being the firstborn. <laughs> All right. Well, anybody have anything they want to say before we call her? The only thing left to say, cowabunga. I told <laughs> I another funny. <laughs> I told another Praise funny. Beethoven. Praise that's my thing. <laughs> Kai was legitimately confused when you said that. Yeah, I was saving it. He's like, literally Be- Beethoven? What? That's so similar to what I say. <laughs> I've literally been saving it all episode. You can't do this no. to me. At the start, you said my name. And everybody else had said hi, so it was like, I guess I'll say hi and not praise Beethoven. <laughs> I think really the only way we could end this properly is to say, Jackie! <laughs> <laughs> the sun is, hey, the sun is bright, <laughs> but the ice is slippery. Rotten to the core, core, rotten to the core. Yeah. Uh, Chat yeah. referencing? Descendants? I think Chance is all the callbacks I can. Sure, sure. All the callbacks. Just one that happens to be Descendant themed. We're on to you. The only other one you said was Praise Beethoven. (laughs) Yeah, just enough time to say look out for weirdos. Why? (laughs) Why? Jackie!